on the next episode of Sip Suds and Smokes. Today's episode is a brewery takeover. We're going to head to North Olmsted, Ohio and visit Fathead's Brewery and Saloon. The beers that we will be tasting and discussing today are Groovy Juice Hazy IPA, codename Special Operation Hazy IPA, Headhunter IPA, Bumbleberry Honey Blueberry Ale, say that 10 times. Or once. Yeah. Strange Magic IPA, Sunshine Daydream Session IPA, and rounding it up, the Benjamin Danklin IPA. And whenever we say Sunshine Daydream, I'm going to be thinking of Daydream Believer from the Monkees. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> yeah. We'll be right back after this break. live from the dude in the basement studios. Why? Because that's where the good stuff is. It sips, suds, and smokes with your smoking host, the good old boys. Suds, suds, it's time for more suds. Hi. Hey. Hey. What a great warming welcome. Yeah. Except from that guy in the corner. Like, what is up with that? Hey, wake up, Dave. Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome, everyone, to another sud segment where if someone points their finger at you, they probably want you to pull it. Ooh. No sound effects for that? Oh, um, I'm fart, fart, fart. <laughs> he is all over it today. Wow, he is. Sorry, okay. I haven't had my first beer yet. Oh, wait, I only, I've only had one beer yet, so. That's the problem? Yeah. Okay, well, we're going to work on that in a minute. Some people need coffee to get going. I need a beer. <laughs> or 20. Or, yeah. I am one of your hosts, Good Gal Juliana, and joining me today at the table is... I'm waiting... I'm waiting. Do I have any sounds? No. 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 Wow. I don't know what you're doing here. <laughs> I thought wow. maybe we'd have some sounds. Oh. There's there. one. Man. Okay. All right, fine. Good old boy Kendall. Hello. How are Hello. you? Hello. It's wonderful to be here. Um, and I'm looking forward to these beers in front of us. I know. I know. Me too. Reverend Mark. Hello. <laughs> How are Hello. you? Hello. It's good to beer here. Hey. <laughs> I played a sound, but guys talked over it so you get no more sounds today <laughs> no, no more sounds, sounds for you <laughs> no sounds for you <laughs> good old boy dave hello hello ness where is that from i'm not giving away my secret isn't that <laughs> okay. animaniacs? animaniacs that's yeah. what i thought okay. wow there I, hell i guess we are giving away my secrets <laughs> we're just doing well all they're not sorts secret of- if i know them right well, true but it was a secret from her <laughs> As if. Okay. Well, today's episode is a brewery takeover. We're going to head to North Olmsted, Ohio, 
and visit Fathead's Brewery and Saloon. Good old boy Dave, why don't you tell us about Fathead's? Good old boy Mike. (laughs) Sure. Uh, in 1992, Glenn and Michelle, I don't know their last name because they didn't put it on the website, had this crazy idea that a craft beer bar and restaurant would be a great adventure. Fatheads, good old boy Mike, was born. A few years later, Fatheads, good old boy Mike, doubled in size. One day, Glenn and his friend Matt were sharing their dreams of breaking or brewing great, yes, breaking great beer, Dave, brewing great (laughs) beer and something clicked. They opened a brew pub and before you could... Blink an eye, accolades were flowing along with the great beer. Just a couple of years later, before just a couple years passed before a full scale production brew was opened, and Fatheads, good old boy Mike, became available to the clamoring masses. Fast forward another few years, and Matt Glenn and their team took a deep breath and built a brewery twice as large with an amazing beer hall and restaurant. About a million. Hmm, million details. details have been left out, and twice as many fatheads. Good old boy Mike have beer poured. Uh, pretty much right. Fatheads. Okay, so here's a timeline. Fatheads. Good old boy Mike South Shore Saloon founded September 11th. Ooh, 1911, 1992 in Pittsburgh South Side. Side. Thank you. Fatheads. Good old boy Mike. Brewery and Saloon opened its doors in Cleveland on April 7th, 2009. A production brewery was built to keep up with the ever-increasing demand by Fatheads Beer. Good old boy Mike. In 2012. The Tap Head <laughs> Tap House inside Fatheads. Good old boy Mike. Production brewery opens in 20 uh, October 2013. Fatheads Good old boy Saloon Mike. celebrates 25 <laughs> years of food, fat food, fat, and fun. Wow, that's weird. In <laughs> Pittsburgh 2017. And our latest uh, stop brings us to Canton, Ohio Hall of Fame with a new brew pub opening March 12th, 2018. That was painful. I can't read. Well, you were having to, you know, take the time to press the button the whole time. That's true. Multitasking yeah. is, true. is tough at times. I, I'm not good at that. Especially when you don't have a lot of beer in your system. That's true. We yes. should probably... We'll work on that. Let's here. Let's, let's move this along moving, to the beer part. Moving along. <laughs> Less talky, more drinking. Join the movement. <laughs> join the movement. <laughs> Reverend Mark, would you mind telling us the lineup for today? I'd be happy to. All right. The Fatheads. Good old boy, Mike. Brewery. <laughs> <laughs> the beers that we will be tasting and discussing today are. Ba-dum, Groovy Juice Hazy IPA with a 7.1% ABV. Codename Special Operation. I think I've got that right. Operations Hazy IPA, 7.1% ABV. Headhunter IPA, 7.5 ABV. Bumbleberry Honey Blueberry Ale. Say that 10 times. Or once. Yeah. 5.3% ABV. Strange Magic IPA, 6.5 ABV. Sunshine Daydream Session IPA at 4.9% ABV. And rounding it up, the Benjamin Danklin IPA at 7.4%. That sounds like it should have cannabis in it. Yeah. Benjamin Danklin. Really? Yeah. Yeah. 
And whenever we say sunshine daydream, I'm going to be thinking of daydream believer from the monkeys. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. That's quite a list of IPAs. Which I, these yes. guys are known for a lot of IPAs. So that's, I'm glad we get to taste them all. Yeah, we so are, it seems like yeah. all of them. Six IPAs and then a fruity beer, fruity honey beer. Yeah. Um, they're very IPs. IPA I have centric. never had any beers from this brewery. Have, has anyone else tried them? I know I've had the Headhunter at GABF, but the yeah. rest are not familiar to me. I have had, according to my records here, the Trailhead Pale Ale some time ago. Oh, All right. Cool. Yeah. cool. All right. All right. Well, thank you, Reverend Mark, for that. That was excellent as ever. Good old boy, Kendall. Would you mind giving us the Suds ratings for today? All right. We'll be discussing and rating these beers with these Suds ratings, plus our signature belching sounds. Here are those ratings now. One, that sucks. Give me anything but a bud. Two, was that a belch? Three, ah, what a relief. Four, a body should really not make that sound. And five, listen to that hang time. Give me another. So did you want me to play this when I was, when you did the pull the finger thing? Because that would have worked, I guess, but it kind of gives away the, it cheapens the ratings. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. There's a lot of scientific thought that goes into that. I guess you're right. I guess you're right. That's all I'm saying. I'm so sorry. Well, all right. On to the good stuff. First of all, before we even get to the beer, I got to say. Whoa. We're not, we're not drinking beer. We are drinking beer. Oh. But I'm just saying, before we get to the beer, I just want to say their website is so user-friendly. And I'm one that enjoys a very user-friendly website when looking up information. Well, and, and, and it's rare. A lot of breweries do not put a lot of time and attention to their websites. Not, not at all. Most no. brewery websites are just pretty much garbage and useless. If you're trying to find out information about them or the beer, it's it's usually impossible. Yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah. go to our Facebook page. No, I don't want to go to your Facebook page. Right. I don't even go have Go to a freaking website. You're a business. Right. Yeah, except for, you know, the, 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 the breweries that during uh, the pandemic were, uh, you know, you could order beer to go. So those, they were kind of forced some of them to where you could go yeah. online and spend a little time on yeah. it. Yeah. But I agree. Most are, you just need to go there. Yeah. So, Fatheads. Good old boy, Mike. Thank you so much for a very easy, user-friendly website. Well done. If your beer is as good as your website, this is going to be a very nice episode. All right. Let's get into this. So, first thing we're going to start off with is, is the Groovy Juice Hazy IPA. It's hazy. Clocking in at 7.1% ABV. It is juicy, hoppy, groovy. Their IPA lets you groove on the move <laughs> and satisfies your haze craze for days. Light in color with a luscious soft body, enormous juicy and tropical notes from citrus, mosaic, and azaka hops. I like this. Mm-hmm. I do too. You can taste the groovy. Yeah. yeah. It's not too sweet. No. That's, that's one thing that I'm, I'm kind of over. Like the with a lot of the hazy IPAs, it's just they're just sweet. I'm, with no I'm with you. you it's know? like I, I don't mind hazy. I don't mind the tropical um, 
or juicy, but some of them or most of them finish so sweet. I just, I can't even drink one of those big giant cans they put them in. It's like, yeah. you know, give me some bitterness and the ones I prefer. And I think that's because my real introduction to the hazy New England style were the Alchemist beers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Those yeah. things, you know, you talk about Hetty Topper, Focal Banger, which is my favorite. Nice balance. Really nicely balanced. And they've got a solid bitterness yeah. uh, on top of everything else that they're doing. Reverend Mark, what do you think? I think it's um, not overly sweet, as we've already noted. Um, and I think there's just a real uh, nice uh, kind, of, kind of a juicy, fruity aspect to it. But it's, uh, again, not on the sweet side as much as just lemony. Um, mm-hmm. A little bit tropical. Yeah. like it. And I'm feeling that passion fruit. Yeah. Oh, wow. He's no. got a passion for passion fruit. But it's there. Mm-hmm. This is... I, the balance on this is nice. And um, I really, I really, I think with all the overindulgent flavors that we've had over the past year, it's just nice to get back. You know, yep. yes, I love my Pilsners, but this is nice because this is balanced. Um, it's hazy, and, but it tastes like an IPA. Yeah, yeah, yeah it mm-hmm. does. I, I like that little bitterness at the end. And I also like the creaminess. It's not too yes. creamy. Mm-hmm. It just kind of soft softens everything out, and you're just on a really good wave. Slides right through. Well, we are going to rate the Groovy Juice Hazy IPA from Fat Heads a four. Uh, good start. Man, good website. Good IPAs? Come on. It's going to be fun. Good start. We'll be right back with more in just a minute. Welcome back, everyone. So today's episode is really cool. We're going to be where we are in the middle of talking about Fatheads. Good old boy, Mike. Brewery and Saloon from Ohio, although actually it originated in Pittsburgh. So another great thing that came out of Pennsylvania, just Was like it? Juliana. Well, the brew pub started in Pittsburgh, but they brew in Ohio. So, I don't know. They're, does that make them international? I don't, yeah, I don't know I, how that I, works. I thought it was nor, that North Olmsted was the original location. Is that just where they're at? The, that's the, the production brewery is that's now? That's the home base, yeah. for, yeah. I mean, for brewing. They've yeah. only, I think they've only ever brewed in Ohio, that North Olmsted. But their, their brew pub yeah, started. Brew yeah, so they just started like a tap room first. The original. The original. Can't wait to taste the rest. That first one was great. Okay. So let's move on to Codename Special Operations Hazy IPA. This one is a seasonal. They collaborated with Breakside Brewery from Oregon with this, um, and they call it Mission Objectives, creating a great tasting hazy IPA as a salute to American veterans everywhere. It donate they donate a portion of the sales to Honor Flight Network, a nonprofit organization dedicated oh, to transporting cool. U.S. military vets to visit the memorials honoring the wars. In which they fought. It's a great, how great cool is thing that, that, right? They That's an amazing cause. Seven point one percent ABV. Totally different and, from the last one, and it really uh, kind of surprises me that it's even seven one. It's very light tasting. Yeah, still good, but it's it's not as juicy. No, and or tropical as the last. If one. If you wouldn't have told me hazy was in the name, I would not have guessed that this is in that style. To me, this is just a great, nicely drinking. IPA, especially at 7.1%. It's just a really easy drinking, smooth, clean, bitter IPA. It's not as hazy as the other one. It doesn't have the same mouthfeel, but still 
Very good. Yeah, yeah it's not chock full of fruit uh, or you know tropical um, aspect. It, it's almost that classic pine and citrus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It does have. It does have a. a re- Tastes good. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> It does finish with a little re- kind of a resiny mm-hmm. aspect. Yeah, absolutely. Well, this does have citro- a citra, sorry, mosaic, um, Simcoe and Strata hops. Simcoe. That Simcoe yep. is the one doing it. Mm-hmm. That's the one that got you. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think, Juliana? This is, uh, this is another nice one, and it's not too over the top. You know, again, getting back to IPAs, it's... I, this is a good everyday drinker, you know? Yeah, 7.1%. I'm, I'm kind of with Reverend Mark. Like, you wouldn't necessarily think this would be 7.1. You put a few of these down, though. Yeah. You might, might have to Then you might be doing a perp walk somewhere later. <laughs> <laughs> wow. No, but this is this is solid. You know, again, yeah. another balanced IPA. It's not too hoppy it's not too dank um i like the finish on it 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 just ends it doesn't linger linger right. you know and it almost dries out yeah kind of yeah yeah it does yeah um yeah two for two mm-hmm. dang yeah super solid that's awesome so the codename special operations hazy ipa from fatheads we are going to rate a four uh, uh, and you know um collaboration beers are a lot of times pretty hit or miss too because you would think like wow two great breweries got together and brewed a beer and it'd be amazing but it's like you know when two really hot people have a baby and sometimes it, the baby's kind of ugly well, well, that's <laughs> such a good analogy Dave I like wow. that wow <laughs> um, yeah I just made that up so if anybody wants to use that but s- let's talk about what collaboration really means in the industry uh, oh. sometimes it is two breweries really work together yeah. on the recipe they they do some pilot brews they come together and they you know bring their own ingredients yeah. and they they brew other times it's a brewery making a beer and the Folks from the other brewery just come to town to party and they drink beer while the brew staff is making the beer. And that's true. There's not a lot of collaboration other than the fact that they just party together while they were brewing. Like, this, mm, just, yeah. out of courtesy, they throw their name on it. Like, yeah. yeah. There's, so the, there's two different kinds of collaborations. Both are Very equally fair. valid. There's room sure. for both. But, sure. Uh, yeah. Well, this one was a really good collaboration. It makes me want to go and try some Breakside now, you know? Breakside is fantastic. I've had, I've, yeah. I've had it when I was in Oregon. Um, really, they do some really good beers. Well, I think we've, I think somebody brought us some Breakside. We tried once, and we may have had them at GABF too. Okay, so. maybe, yeah, maybe. Okay, moving on. Let's go to the Headhunter Head IPA Hunter. from mm. Fatheads. It is an aggressively dry hopped West Coast IPA yes. with a huge hop display of pine, grapefruit, citrus, and pineapple. Mm. It punches you in the mouth um, for those who truly love their hops. <laughs> it is uncivilized, aggressive, and award winning. So this is one, um, a few silvers at the World Beer Cup over the years, and one silver and bronze at GABF as well. I could see that. Yeah. yeah. And this, just looking at it, I can say, yeah, that's a West Coast. Yeah. So this, look, this yeah, has got um, Simcoe, Centennial, Yukonot, Mosaic, Citra, and Chinook. It's got all the hops. Mm. All the hops. And you can smell it. I mean, when... 
I just savor the aroma for a good 30 mm-hmm. seconds on this beer because this is this smells like what a Northwest IPA smells like. Yeah. You know, that that the ones that were coming out of Oregon and Washington back in the day that were just super hoppy. This could um, be a Deschutes right. beer. It, it, any of those breweries up there were doing them in, in this style, just big and resinous and piney, and they're wonderful beers. You don't yeah. see enough yeah. of those these days. Man. Yeah, I think a hair of the dog. I don't know mm-hmm. if they're running. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, they made a great one. But yeah, but there's the, that car- you you touched on it, Reverend Mark, the caramel malt in there mm-hmm. that you need that mm-hmm. little bit of sugary sweetness to balance out just, just that aggressive bitterness. Yeah, um, and those, those flavors play so well together. There's a reason. I mean, this was one of the biggest styles out there probably ten years ago, and I'm glad to see people are still making it. And to me, this kind of indexes on my taste buds it, it, pretty well with, uh, to me, one of the benchmarks is uh, uh, Firestone Walker. Mm. Well, that's uh, that's high praise. Reverend Mark didn't throw out the old F-dub. Mm. You know, this is interesting. So when this was popular 10 years, 10-ish years ago, right, I was getting into beer and – Prior to that, you know, my beer history was very limited to what was available back home, which was like Yingling and, you know, other things. And then when I moved down here to Tennessee, there wasn't a lot of offerings in Nashville at the time. I mean, this is, you know, late 90s, right? So I would have to venture out, you know, and I did. But the IP, the West Coast IPAs, I just was a little scared of, I think, because of how big they were. And coming from basic beers, mm. it was like too much hops, you know? They were, yeah, they were out there back in the day. For me and my palate. Okay, so, you know, then I become more educated. I start brewing. I learn more about hops and hop flavor, blah, blah, blah. And then we get into this, like, excessively sweet stuff. And, you know, in the beginning, it was great. And now I want something different. So now smelling this and bringing back the memories of the first time I had a West Coast IPA or Northwest, Mm -hmm. you know, and now tasting it, I can appreciate this even more. But this is balanced. And that little bit of caramel sweetness really does Mm -hmm. help mesh everything together and make it not excessive you know, on one end or another. Yeah, I like what you said about coming out of normal beers, you know, like, if you were like a macro lager drinker, I I don't think you could go straight to this beer because it would it would kind of burn you up. No, and it did. I mean, it honestly yeah. did. I could take like two sips of it and say, oh my God, this is like foul. Yeah. And, you know, the people around me will be like, oh, you just don't know anything about beer. And honestly, at the time, I didn't know anything about beer, you know, but, minus but the macros. Not, but your you, palate knows what it's like. Yeah. So. Yeah. But your palate's got to be tuned up. It's like anything else, you know, you have to tune your palate up and sometimes you have to to grow into some things, you know. And this beer goes back to the start of the arms race of let's see how bitter we can make our beer. Yeah. You know, and I and I think of the the classic example was the the Green Flash palette wrecker. I oh was my gosh. Was just Green Flash. Oh, yeah, yeah. oh my gosh. Yeah. So bitter and it's, just so aggressive. Yeah. Yes. Hard to enjoy. And there's you know, you know there's there, there's some conjecture over, you know, how much you can really detect once you get beyond 100 IBUs. Yeah. But yeah, I think that Green Flash pushed it way beyond that for sure. 
But this does remind me of some of those like rogue beers. Yep. And, I was thinking that, that. Rogue uh-huh. is for sure. Yeah, uh, uh-huh. you, you said Deschutes. Um, thinking about some of the smaller breweries I've had up there, like No Lie and Spokane, mm. all have really great mm. beers like this. And they still have them on the on the tap list because it, they're classic styles. They're not, yeah, they're, absolutely. It, it's not as been trendy. It's not as trendy anymore, but they're, they're sticking around. And if not, maybe coming back. 100%. Well, things are, you know, things swing like a pendulum, you know, so we went from super hoppy, bitter, and then to the juicy, hazy, sweet beers. And so, you know, hopefully we're swinging back a little bit. Yeah, I I mean, and to me, retro is back and... Now I have a better appreciation for this style mm-hmm. of beer, and I'm I'm really digging it. I mean, and my glass is empty, so yep. there's I mean, hey, that. People are people are buying cassettes, and we're, and oh. we're yeah. drinking yeah. in silence, meaning mm. yeah. which more. is not great radio, but it is great beer. So, yeah. well, the Headhunter IPA from Fatheads. We are rating Go a five. Absolutely great example of what this style should be. Okay, so now we're going to go a little different, uh-huh. and we are going to go to the Bumbleberry Honey Blueberry Ale. So we're slightly shifting gears, just a yes, little. Yes, slightly bit. shifting. It smells nice. I like the the blueberry. So the this one is also part of their all year round. Mm. Um, mm. It does come in a can, though. Of note, we did happen to get this in a bottle. Just yeah. FYI. So this is brewed with oh. fresh harvested spring honey and infused with fresh blueberries. It's light and refreshing uh, with a nice blueberry aroma, malt flavors, and sweetness from that. They only use sterling hops in the mm. grist, which is nice. I mean, yeah, because no, you really don't need anything crazy. And it's 5.3% ABV. This, I'm glad this is right in the middle of the flight, actually. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's a good point. Nice shift. It's kind of a buffer. Yeah. Um, and I get the aroma. I mean, oh, in yeah. blue, in blueberry nice is really blueberry. very delicate. I mean, a lot of the time it just isn't there. Yeah. Even though it's advertised as such. And or this, this or it's real- overkill and it's fake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But no, I get this. Yeah, it tastes like blueberry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is kind of like what the way it smells when you put really warm blueberries on top of a stack of hot pancakes. Oh, wow. You know? Mm-hmm. Dang, you know that smell? Yeah. You need to make yep. some pancakes. <laughs> that, yeah, that blueberry aroma on the nose is so gentle and so nice and clean. And it comes through in the flavor, too. It's it's noticeable, but it doesn't overwhelm the beer yeah. in any way. It's a nice compliment to what's going on. And it... The smell is very realistic, and the taste is so authentic. Like, I was afraid that there was going to be an artificialness to mm-hmm. the blueberry, but this is this is so nice. Dang. It really, really is. And the wheat backbone is there. You know, that creaminess and that yeah. earthiness yeah. that you get from a good, solid wheat beer. Yeah. And the, the wheat is really essential for this concoction because it kind of provides, it does provide a more of a neutral background, mm-hmm. you know, a dry, a drier, more neutral background. So, And yeah. the honey, too, has certainly helped dry this beer up because so many fruited beers lean to the sweet side. And with the honey in there and, the, the, you know, the yeast just attack that, eat it yeah. up. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it really dries up the beer without, without giving it some flavor. Um, that all works really well with the blueberry. Nice clean finish on it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Smooth. Yeah. 
Really, I mean, really solid. And if you think about all, not necessarily the palate records that we've had before, but the big hoppy beers that we've had prior to this, for somebody that might be a little hesitant, you know, or, oh my gosh, is this all I'm going to have is hoppy beers? This is a nice departure and this is a good gateway into what they do. I mean, because up to this point, I feel like there's a lot of love that's going into these beers. They're not just making them for the sense of putting something in a can. I mean, right. this is, these are dialed in recipes and this is a really nice addition to their arsenal. Yeah, no, and, and, it, and it's nice to see that they can do something well other than IPAs. Yeah, very good. Yeah, this is a good one to have in their portfolio. Well, we are going to rate the Bumbleberry Honey Blueberry Ale from Fatheads a four. Oh boy, Mike. Okay, so now we're we're on quite a roll with these uh these ratings, these right? Fours and fives. Maybe. Yeah, this is a solid solid flight. Three so far. fours and a five. So, uh, I, this is kind of f- scaring me. Like, like what's coming? Did, next, yeah, did we know? front load the good beers up front? Yeah, so. <laughs> mm-hmm. it's like the the Aldi show all over again. Or or, <laughs> yeah. or, or, or it could be the. Um, Edmunds O's show where we just, just like, everything was fantastic. Like a perfectly magical day. Oh, ever the optimists you guys are. Yeah. All right. Well, let's start to talk about the Strange Magic IPA. This one's clocking in at 6.5%. Who did that song? Strange Magic. Strange Magic. I think of Strange Brew. Mm-hmm. You know. It's a different kind of beer. Yeah. Was that, and that was Clapton, was that? Strange, but yeah. That was, Bob was that Gooden. Derek oh. or in the Dominoes or no? no that or was, that was Cream. That was Cream. That was yeah, cream. yeah, Strange. Yep. Oh, yeah, I thought we were talking I about the Bob and Doug McKenzie movie. <laughs> Take off, Hoser. Yeah, that was on like Disraeli Gears. Yes. Yep. Yes. Oh, man, oh, man, the reflectiveness of that album yeah. alone. <laughs> Just... Yeah, let's take a trip down Amnesia Lane. No. <laughs> the song I'm talking about was oh. Strange Magic by ELO. There you oh. go. Strange oh, yeah. Magic. That's right. That's right. We can't right. sing much of it. We'll have to pay him money. Okay. We ain't got any well, money. You can't sing much of it regardless. <laughs> oh. <laughs> wow. How about that? How about that for you, partner? <laughs> you guys wanted sounds? Now you're going to get the sounds. Oh, my gosh. All right. Well, this is another year round beer offering from them the magic is in their masterful combination of hops that create this ridiculously good ipa the strange thing is how they get as much of it as they do into cans before drinking it all themselves ha ha okay 6.5 percent ab abv and they are using warrior mosaic simcoe Pellet Citra and Leaf and Cryo. Oh, wow. So they're using all versions of the Citra hop. All the hops. Mm-hmm. Nice. This is, this might be the best one so far, in my opinion. I haven't even tasted it, but it smells beautiful. Yeah. I mean, don't you want to wear this like all day long? Mm-hmm. I want to put <laughs> it behind my clone. ears. Yes, yes. <laughs> I'm just going to pour it down my shirt. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. So, yeah. Pardon us, audience, for a moment while we all just <laughs> savor this beer. Mm. While we luxuriate. 
What was the ABV on this? This six is, five. Yeah, that's perfect. It is seven, right. Seven. Once you get to seven percent on beers, they're you know you still have really good ones, obviously from what we've already tried. But six six around the sixes is where you I think you can have several beers, mm-hmm. you know, several pints of a beer, and and still enjoy it, not feel you know too, you know, wasted, but. <laughs> Um, but I, I, cause I definitely would like to drink, you know, several of these. Yeah. Yeah. Um, three in a row. Isn't that the rule? Like if you can drink three in a row and still want, you know, want some more, more. Yeah. We'll have more thoughts on this beer in just a minute. That means I would like literally every beer I've ever had. (laughs) Hey, welcome back everyone. Today's episode is. Thanks. Oh Yeah. Oh, you weren't talking to me, were you? I was talking to our listeners. There. You, that's a big assumption. There's a couple. Yeah. I mean, you know, there might be five. <laughs> wow. What? You think don't, I'm stretching don't it? Don't gild the lily. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the lily is gilded. Yes. When it this comes to This is confusing and weird. It's definitely dead. <laughs> Are you telling me that I'm dead or is the lily dead? It's just this topic. <laughs> Whatever. So today's episode is a brewery takeover of Fatheads Brewery. Good boy, Mike. And Salem, <laughs> which originated in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, but has now moved to Ohio. Well, and is based in Ohio, I should say. Well, it's in both. Okay. Well, both. They're international. Do you They're consider Pennsylvania and Ohio international? Or bicoastal? <laughs> All right. Why don't you give up while you're ahead, dear? Continental. <laughs> now he's just throwing out geography terms. Intergalactic. I, yeah, they're intergalactic. Okay, so the beer that we started talking about before the break was the Strange Magic IPA. Strange mm. Magic. There he wow. goes again. There it, I mean, ladies and gentlemen, this yep. is a Jeff Lynn imposter. imposter. Take it to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That's right. <laughs> hey, they're in Canton. So, well, the North Olmsted is really close to Cleveland, where the Rock and Roll I Hall mean, of Fame is. So, yeah, I think we should go up go. there and visit it. I think we should. Oh yeah. All right. Well, we could go to South Philly or South Pittsburgh. I almost said South Philly. That would probably make those guys mad, wouldn't it? If I, yeah. Are you done? Parts of the state. Are you, are you done? Is, Pitt, is uh, Pennsylvania the only state where the east and west sides hate each other as much as <laughs> you guys obviously do? We don't hate each other. Do you look down on them, though? I don't look no. down on them. You say it's it the wrong side of the state. Very different sides of the state. They're, the great thing about my home state is the uniqueness of the east side and the west side. They are two completely different so when did you decide to run for office that was, <laughs> yeah. that was the most political answer i've ever heard i'm trying to be nice okay I'm trying to be nice but yes I'm south side of pittsburgh man i will always it's a great be, area yeah, yeah i will always be an east side girl sorry okay so this strange magic ipa which is coming in at six five do we have any more ABV. um yeah you want some more i do please Mm-hmm. Oh, that's fine now. I mean, this is another just great 
I hate to keep using the word classic IPA, but it yeah. is. It's yeah. it's so good. It's now this a one a yeah. little bit more mouthfeel than your standard, yep. um, you know, West Coast IPA. Little creaminess to it, but it's still got all those flavors. It's got the caramel notes, piney, resiny, grapefruit. There's a little sweetness to this and one, too. A little too, bit, yeah. But it's not... See, that's the cool thing is, like, it's got some sweetness to it, but it doesn't... The sweetness doesn't dominate the beer. No. Right? Yeah. I, I think it's like there's a sim, simplicity of beauty to it that holds the complexity. Yeah. You're not, like, overwhelmed by... I mean, there's a lot going on, and yet it finishes just kind of on a one note that's good for me yeah yeah that's that's a good analogy of it um again i'm really i'm impressed by how balanced it is you on the tongue you see the flavors as they're as they're coming over but they're not like one isn't dominating the other they're all working well together and to me with a lot of ipas or some ipas it's hard because one is more dominant than the other and you're trying to like if there's a malt that you're like, oh, this has this malt, it must be really good. You're fighting to find that malt in mm-hmm. the beer. But this one, again, you know, as all of the other ones previous to this, they're balanced. There's They're dialed in. They're really well done. Yeah. And But the thing is, they're not like going crazy into the adjuncts or crazy, no. you, you know. Yeah. They're just, they're good, solid beers from good, solid brewers. Absolutely. And, and I like what you said about like if there's a malt that you like, you look for it. Because I like Maris Otter because I love the taste of otter. Okay. Yes. You know, so if, if I don't taste, you know, that distinct note of otter in a beer, I don't believe it has Maris Otter in it. <laughs> so is that without the oil or with the oil? Well, I, you know, I, I'm not going to get into all that because. I am trying to watch my figure, but okay. so no oil, but you got to take what you, you know, you got to take the good with the bad. <laughs> so if you like the Maris Otter, you kind of like a little biscuit aspect. Yeah. 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 Biscuit. 100%. 100%. But I'm curious to what the other two are going to taste like, but these guys, obviously, so far, ne- they out. know how to make IPAs. I, w- I would do that, but okay. whatever you guys want to do. We're going, wow. Wow. I mean... Okay. Yeah. High five. High five. So the strange magic IPA from Fat Heads. Good old boy, Mike. We are rating a five. I hope Mike likes this episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is his brewing company. That's true. <laughs> so speaking of that, yeah, we, look we, at it. The, I see him on the can. We kinda. need to <laughs> talk about the elephant in the room. <laughs> So the the Fatheads Good old boy Mike logo Ooh, it, it kind of freaks scary. me out. Yeah, I, yeah, there's something about it I've never quite liked, and I'm not sure what it is. It might be it, because it reminds me of somebody I know. Yeah, um, who he's not going to name. I'm not going to name, but yeah, it's just it's a little bit weird. It's kind of like that. You know, redundancy of the creepy clown. All, ca- all oh, clowns yeah, are yeah. like creepy, you know? Yeah. And so, like, it's the creepy clown effect. Yeah. You know? Uh, yeah. That, yeah. I think that, that's, <laughs> that's a little bit of that in there. Well, and, and, you know, it kind of looks like somebody from, like, not a character, but it looks like he could be a character on Family Guy or something. Yeah. To yeah. Me. I can see that. 
And I wouldn't want to like have these cans out at a party if you had like, you know, your 83 year old grandmother. Sure. You know, I mean, it would scare her. Now these these, yeah. <laughs> these would be good at a at a kids party because kids like cartoons. Yeah, that's you know? true. This so is, you know. it, it's not. It's almost as a as you know, kind of unnerving as like I'm thinking against the grains brown note. Yeah, oh, that's, that's like just awful. One, that's like one of the worst I've ever. <laughs> I, I I just can't buy that beer. But you know what? The beer. If you can get past the can, the beer, the beer is, is solid. Yeah, yeah, it's a really good brown ale. <laughs> but just talking about it, yeah, I kind of don't want to drink any brown ales for a while. So, yeah, yeah. Well, anyways, yeah. okay. So let's move on and let's talk about Sunshine Daydream Session IPA from Hopheads. Now, is this a song by the Monkees? By the way, are you a know, Sunshine right? Daydream believer? Yeah. Totally, totally. So this is going to be interesting because this is only 4.9% ABV. So okay? a new challenge. Can they brew a low ABV? Right. Beer? So award-winning session IPA with big hop aromas, flavors of citrus, peach, orange, and tropical fruit with a nice light malt backbone. Okay. So this one won the Grand Champion Award of the 2017 National Session IPA Championship. First of all, I didn't even realize there were Session IPA championships. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, hey. Well, mm. that's almost like being valedictorian of the homeschool class, you know? <laughs> that's rude i know I'm okay especially I, I regret it as soon especially as if you're it. an only child right yeah <laughs> so rude okay the aroma on my this? sibling <laughs> wow. mm-hmm. the aroma is really nice yeah yeah i'm getting yeah. those peach. Yeah. i'm getting that peach that they they mentioned in the uh description there yeah oh god a little bit of stone fruit going on but it's it's drinks really well it does you know i don't mean this in a bad way it doesn't deliver as much as i think it's going to when i smell it i think yeah yeah it doesn't deliver as much as i think it's going to which is a good thing because it's 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 a it doesn't smell like a 4.9 percent beer but it drinks like a 4.9 percent beer. yeah it's got that light body crispness and everything else i want in a low ABV session IPA. You know you're getting a little less here. I mean, there's yeah. there's mm-hmm. less grain in this mm-hmm. one. That's how you get the less alcohol, and it it really makes it softer and easier. But if you don't get your hops right, it's going to be all out of whack. But they True. they nailed this. This is still yeah. a good tasting yeah. beer, even yeah. though it's a lot lighter in body. This would be one if we if and when we do. I'm sure we will do um, a, a lawnmower beer episode. This would really be one to put in there. Absolutely. I, I think this stacks up very well against other low ABV session IPAs, like yeah. the, the Lagunitas and the... Yeah. I, I would say it's it's better than those because it, it does still taste like an IPA. It tastes like, yeah. mm-hmm. tastes like a good hoppy beer. And in a 12-ounce can that this thing's in... You could crush the whole six pack, hundred percent. Yeah, at less than five percent. Oh gosh, yes. Like, you know, I get a little hesitant because we've done some episodes on those session IPAs where they're essentially like water with a little bit of hops added. And you know, if you want hops with water, just go to Lagunitas and get their hop water. And it's you know, fantastic, I, right? Oh, yeah. But I mean. But if that's all you want and that's all you need in the world, then you've got something right there dialed in for you. But this, again, is 
so well done because the aroma on it gives you this delusion that you're having something really big. Mm-hmm. And then as you're tasting it, you're still getting hops, you're getting malt, like you're getting all the things. Yes, they're dialed down versions in terms of ABV, but you're still getting them. They're still there. Yep. And that mm-hmm. that really impresses me because it's so hard with the session IPA to have everything balanced well. Yep. 100%. There's, this is proof that there's zero reason to drink Mick Ultra, Seltzers, um, freaking anything other than this if you're looking for something about 5%. Yep. Yeah. You can definitely have this and this can but, but stack up. But you're right. So many session IPAs just so, fall short. So when you get a good one, it really stands out. Mm-hmm. And this think, is a good one. I think a lot of people they just take a, a regular IPA recipe and try to scale it down. Yeah, doesn't work. You, you got to build. You got to build the recipe from the ground up. It's its own thing. You know. Yeah, I I, I was um, heard a session on a, a virtual conference, and it was guys from Bell's talking about making lighthearted. Yeah, and they they said they couldn't just scale down too hard. It was it was not a good beer. Yeah, um, they had to start mm-hmm. over and try to, you know, give it that family DNA and try to make it taste, you know, with a similar flavors using similar hops. But it, it was a whole new creation. I, I like lighthearted too. I think mm-hmm. it's a, it's a good that's one. A good, yeah, it is good. This, and I think I, that I like this better though. I one think. of the tricks is to even though it's got some caramel. Uh, aspect to it mm-hmm. it's more for color than because i'm not really getting a lot of sweet from that either you know it's coming through yeah. it's breaking yeah. through really clean it, yeah just enough to give it a little bit of gold mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i think it's cool and, too that we like this one as much as we do after we've just been drinking bigger beers with more flavor mm-hmm. you know that this one can still because a lot of times when you in a flight when you're drinking some you know bigger more flavorful beers these beers suffer unfairly because i mean they are what they are but like if, if your mind is already circling around these you know 7.1 or 6.3% beers and now you drop down to 4.9 and that's a big drop you know? yeah but no you're right nice. you're right so for the four hops that are in this beer there's also pale munich victory c15 and carapils in the Mulchrist. Yeah, i know but yeah. like I mean, yes, they're dialed down, but still, that's a decent variety yeah. of malts to go it is. with this, yeah. you but, know? And, and it's highly, they must have mashed kind of low on the, I don't know, I'm guess because it's very well attenuated, mm-hmm. right. you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I think you nailed it on the on the caramel malt, mm-hmm. Reverend Mark. That mm-hmm. C15 is perfect. A little mm-hmm. color, but it would not change the flavor too yeah. much. Yeah. All right. Well, Just we are going to rate... Okay, good, good, good. Yeah, we are going to this. rate this Sunshine Daydream Session IPA from Fatheads A4. Mike. Which, rating a Session IPA like that. A four? I mean, yeah, that, I mean, that's, that's crazy. Just shows how good it is. Right. Because, again, a lot of times they just they just don't get rated as highly because there's just not as much there. No well, personality. Yeah, yeah, but within that category, it's at least a four. You know, 100%. So, yeah. Okay. Let's then, see if they keep this four and up streak going. Okay. So the last one that we're going to talk about is the Benjamin Danklin IPA. So this one gets at least a three just off the name. <laughs> so if it can if it can do something. So this is loaded up with a lightning rod of lupulin. The celebratory IPA is full of dank aromas and bold citrus, mango, and pine flavors. Proof that God wants us to be hoppy. 
<laughs> okay, 7.4% ABV with Chinook Warrior, Citra, and Simcoe hops, and only two malts, Caramel Light and Carapils. Hmm. Huh, hmm. interesting. Definitely get the Simcoe. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, and again, it's crazy, like, a completely different beer from all the other ones. Yeah, they're really yeah. pushing the resiny dankness yeah. on this yeah. one. Um, so much more than the, in the others, but also fantastic. Yeah, how, how do these guys do it? This is amazing. Yeah, it's not yeah. too dank. It's dank, but not too dank. That's right. It's just dank, right? <laughs> right. I yeah. mean, I'm really, you know, I was worried coming into this because I knew that the majority of these beers were IPAs, and I'm thinking they're all going to eventually. St- Taste the same Mm -hmm. at some point. Not at all. But no, they are all have their own uniqueness, which is really cool. And for this one being like having lupulin powder in it. Yeah, I like it. This is nice. So nice. Super solid. Okay. Well, for the last one, the Benjamin Danklin IPA from Fatheads, we are going to rate this one a four. What a great well done, flight y'all. this yeah. has been. Nice job. Thank you uh, for all these great beers. All right. That's going to do it for us today. We hope you enjoy this episode because we certainly did. It was great. <laughs> um, if you're listening to us online, do yourself a favor and tap. Give it a little tappy. Tap, tap that tap, subscribe tap. button. The easiest way to listen to our show is to ask Siri, Alexa, Google, or Uncle Larry. Play podcast Sip, Suds, and Smokes. And we would love your feedback if you can reach out to us online at info at sipsudsandsmokes.com. Our daily tasting notes fill out on Twitter every day at Sip, Sud, Smokes. And our Facebook page is always buzzing with lots of news. You'll also be able to interact with the thousands of other fans. Those fans on those social media platforms. Do us a favor and take the time to rate this episode if you're listening to us online. Five stars. That's a big help to us, and we get to see your feedback as well. Good boy, Kendall. Thank you for being here. I am. You're welcome. It was great being here. This was a fantastic flight. I am very impressed with Fatheads Brewery. Please tell us about your blog. My beautiful wife and I blog about the good news of good beer at beermakes3.com. Also on Instagram. Reverend Mark. Mm. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Such a good session. Good boy, Dave. Yeah, bye. (laughs) <laughs> this is good old gal Juliana Go try some fat heads Good old boy Mike <laughs> It's really really good Keep on chuggling and we'll catch you next time We love you Mike
One Tan Hand production of Sip Suds and Smokes, a program devoted to the appreciation of some of the finer slices of life. From the dude in the basement studios, your host, the good old boys, will see you all next time. We'll be right back. 